great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just that's where he just after Ooh, ran down. Everybody, amazing! I'm not gonna remember any of it. That's good. That's the way to go. All over the Rams today and Rammy. I mean, now he's like on his feet. How are you guys? Who's house? Wow. Rammy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers. I'm your host Dean, and I'm joined as always by my brother and the other great host of this show, Nick. And Nick, we're talking prospects. The Rams potentially have four top 100 picks in the upcoming 2024 draft. So some things are flying around, some potential candidates, senior bowl, high flyers. But first and most importantly, how are you, my good brother? I'm good. I really didn't, don't want to talk about the Super Bowl. So great call, you know, having an episode <laughs> about prospects. I don't blame you. I feel like the the direction of the coaching vacancies is going to be finalized towards the end of this week. So you'll be able to kind of talk about some of the other positional coaches and how Chris Shula is rounding out his defensive staff. But for the sake of this episode, we found seven really quality prospects, combination of juniors and seniors, some kids from the senior bowl, and just some some players that we feel like would holistically fit the Rams' scheme, would fit the Rams' foundation, would fit the Rams' identity and positions that we really feel like they need to prioritize. So cornerback, edge, and then there's a center that's built in there too, because obviously we want to prioritize the interior offensive line and the trajectory that they've been on over the last couple of years. So I wanted to kick us off with Cooper DeGene, Nick. I mean, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about the next Christian McCaffrey in terms of cornerback versatility, in terms of identity? <laughs> like this, this looks like a player to me, that is a, just an absolute freak athlete. You go all the way back to high school where he lettered three times in basketball, track for the long jump and the 100 meter and basketball each. So three years, varsity, sophomore year, junior year, senior year in three different sports. You fast forward to today with three years under his belt at Iowa under, and he's projected to be a, a mid to late first round pick and is being considered as one of the best defensive backs and prospects in this draft for these reasons. 6'1", nearly 210 pounds, he's still only 20 years old, turns 21 on Friday night. So celebration, party's coming. But he's insanely talented. He's an insanely talented perimeter defender whose size, coverage, ability, and multiple schemes and at multiple positions and willingness to put his nose on the ball in the run game is what made him a unanimous All-American selection. It's also his foundation and his identity as an Iowa Hawkeye. And it's what I feel like is going to translate into a great professional player at the next level. And he looks to be a player that is a unanimous day one starter. He's going to make an immediate impact. His junior year was just a continuation of all the really good things that he put on film as a freshman and as a sophomore. 41 total tackles, two tackles for a loss, two interceptions, five pass breakups as a junior. His sophomore year, he had five interceptions and housed three of them. So in terms mm. of scheme fits, Cooper DeGene is definitely going to be somebody that shows, showcases his ability in zone. And I think his ability to operate efficiently and fluently in space suggests that he could be an incredible fit for the Rams' scheme. And he's plenty athletic if he needs to be an off-man, if he needs to be in press-man situations. If those situations present themselves more frequently this year under Chris Shula, then that's going to be something that he could work on. But he's a, a complete athlete. Like I love yeah. every single thing I've seen 
when he's on tape. And if you're going to be picky, one of his weaknesses is just purely just based on his size is some of the fluency in his hips, which quite frankly, I don't see. And I consider his trajectory and history as a three-sport athlete. There's zero doubt in my mind that the Rams are going to be able to get some more flexibility, some more turn out of his hips, and some of the staff members are going to be able to take some priority in teaching some of those things. And then also special teams. We need help with special teams. He's a gunner. He's a He could return punts. He housed one in 2023 for Iowa. Um, he's everything that I would want the, the Rams to bring in with the first pick and 19th yeah. overall. I mean, you brought up a, kind of a lot of where – the league is going where if you want to like talk about like, you know, his like where you would want to criticize him. I think it's the size, uh, but that's kind of what we've been seeing from this position. Uh, it, it's getting like smaller and more athletic, uh, you know, as we've just become more of a game where the wide receiver is like the position. Yeah. So that critique, it's like, you can kind of almost throw that away because that's just how the league has been, has been turning, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. And it's, it's funny good for there's it's a, good for positional versatility too. Because if he wants to play inside, outside, if he wants to play safety, like size matters in this league, and it, it matters for right. things like open field tackling too, which the Rams struggled in. There's a uh, a, a funny uh, Sean McVay did like a, a a barstool interview a couple of years ago, and they asked him to name a a, a white cornerback, and he couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> so it would be funny if uh, <laughs> if they draft him first. I bet you he could name one now because I would imagine that this kid is on everybody's radar. Next player, Kool-Aid McKinstry. I mean, just pops off the screen in every aspect of the term. And I feel like in terms of like legitimate time in a pro style defense at Alabama over the last three years, he has all of those intangibles. Another longer defensive back, 6'1", 195. I feel like he's a better scheme fit with the ability in to excel in zone and match coverages and his ability to excel in press man versus his counterpart, Terrion Arnold, which a lot of people are going to be hearing about. He's going to be rising up draft boards. He may end up getting drafted higher just because he projects maybe a little bit better as a shutdown corner outside or as an outside option for teams who primarily deploy man schemes. But with Kool-Aid, he doesn't have any phys- – there's no physicality uh, that he lacks. He matches everything that Terion Arnold brings to the table. They both show position versatility, but Kool-Aid so from an inside-outside perspective, I feel like is stronger. 16 pass breakups against SEC talent is insanely impressive throughout his career, and he showcased plenty of that ability on tape. His ability to press is very much there. He showcases excellent route recognition and is rarely out of position when facing the line of scrimmage. And in terms of physicality, willingness in the run game, he doesn't miss very many tackles. And one thing that really stood out, I feel like in terms of the Rams' secondary, you have to be able to be vocal. Like in terms of communication, his ability to communicate, being a field general, that type of personality, bringing that to the table would be highly beneficial for the Rams' defense because late in the season, you saw him on film ensuring teammates that were out of position, were positioned accurately. And, you know, in some of the more diverse zone match coverage schemes that Alabama likes to deploy, those are some of the things that get really complicated with the Rams' defense. And you need some of that if Jordan Fuller is not going to be brought back on the back end. I mean, perhaps you look to Quinton Lake, but I feel like the Rams are legitimately missing a vocal leader who can show that kind of poise and better position themselves once they lost Jalen Ramsey. And this is the kind of kid who can kind of step up and do that. We were looking at it last year with a kid like Keely Ringo, um, but this I feel like is a much more advanced NFL-ready player who you can get higher on in the draft. Also, special teams. Uh, he has what? Yeah. 
over 300 punt return yards this past season, so he could be another weapon there. Uh, anything – what I like most about both of these guys is they're just very physical. It's like what you've seen uh, from them. It's it's they they don't like to miss tackles, and they're just you know bodies that can – you know, it hit at the right places. So it's it's exciting to have picks this high is is really what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because exactly. for, for, for so many years, if we haven't had this opportunity. You're looking at really high quality kids. And I mean, this yeah. this next player, Quinion Mitchell, is right in that category too. He's only the number three choice because these other two kids in Kool-Aid and Cooper DeGene are just so interesting and fascinating in terms of top pick. But like I was closely debating between Quinion Mitchell and Nate Wiggins from Clemson. But when I watched Quinion Mitchell at the senior bowl, some things really just stood out that made me feel like he'd take on the identity of a Ram six foot 195 pounds. And is going to rise up the draft boards. Once he tests in the combine, some things that I feel like he was doing in the senior bowl were just advanced. But declaring leverage and forcing receivers to kind of redirect themselves, that's kind of above and beyond expectations of a defensive back in the senior bowl. Somebody that's very technologically advanced um, and knows exactly what kind of personality he has and what he likes to bring to the field. Bruce Feldman, via the freak list, Mitchell had benched 225 pounds 21 times. So only 195 pounds, 21 reps on the 225 bench. He squatted 225 44 times and had a top speed of 23.58 miles per hour on the GPS this summer. He also ran in the 40 uh, over the summer and ran in the four threes twice for NFL scouts. So some insanely good intangibles that this kid brings to the table. And some kids kind of have the ability naturally to display exceptional field vision from the jump. He's one of these players. He's always been able to kind of provide that for Toledo as the backbone in their secondary, specifically with his route recognition, his ability in zone coverage, which is where I really think he shines. So he fits with this Rams defense, especially if you're going to kind of build upon what you've seen with Wade Phillips and Brandon Staley and Chris Shula in terms of scheme. So I just feel like considering how versatile his skill set is, he's a little bit more raw in man coverage. So if you're going to deploy some of those kind of schemes, he may be a little bit more uh, volatile um, opposed to the other two kids. But I mean, what I saw at the senior bowl was this kid is going to be an unbelievable pro. Yeah. I, I just kind of to harken back to Cooper uh, Dijon for a second. It's it, it very similarly built. Like six foot, one ninety five, like soaking wet. But Cooper's not, you know, bench pressing two twenty five, twenty one times and squatting at forty four. Like that, it's just stuff that you can't really teach. That's like pure technique kind of things. So, it, I that's really exciting and just overall to have somebody that had the, his kind of stats. You know, only allowed a four point nine QB uh, QB rating when targeted. I, I mean, that's 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 huge. Yeah, yeah. So the quarterback rating was really low when he was targeted. I think it was, what, 40, would you say 49 mm -hmm. quarterback rating when he was targeted? I think it was all the way down in the 30s in 2022. Had pass breakups all over the board. I think he had 14 in 2023. So the kind of kid that just has insane talent, would bring it right to the table, is a pro-ready player. And you can plug him right into your scheme. And then you look at some of the edge rushers. This is kind of really where it gets fun because – you're kind of weighing the options of like, are they going to slide down to the 19th pick? Are you going to potentially trade up for a player of this caliber? And defensive back and edge rusher are both two positions where the Rams like to prioritize in free agency. So, you know, you kind of look at all these options and you're like, can we go edge rusher early? Can we find a guy that might kind of fall into the second round or the third round that might provide the same kind of 
um, excitement and production as a guy like Byron Young from Tennessee. But Liatu Latu from UCLA is getting so much hype. And for the right reasons, he's quite possibly the most polished edge rusher in the entire class. He's 23 years old. He's probably not the best athlete amongst the entire edge rushing class. Had to medically retire from Washington due to a neck injury, but he transferred to UCLA and did nothing but excel and build up his draft stocks. It was weird. He had a situation with his neck and his spine, I feel like, back in Washington, and he had to medically retire. And then he transferred over to UCLA where the doctors entirely cleared him to play. And now his draft stock just continuously rises. Like you see him at the senior bowl, just kind of solidified what a lot of people really kind of thought about him, his relentless motor. He creates mismatches inside against guards on passing downs with all of his intangibles, quickness. He's really, really technically sound. He developed pass rushing moves year over year over year that have continuously led him to the quarterback. He's far from a one trick pony and 13 sacks, 21 tackles for a loss. Not a lot of people are talking about how good of a run defender he is, which is another thing that we also love to see from Rams defensive linemen, specifically players in the front seven. And he also showed the ability plenty of times to drop into coverage, which we know the Rams like to do, unfortunately, with their edge rushers at times. So unbelievable talent, kid from UCLA, so he obviously hasn't played too far away, transferred from Washington, familiar with the West Coast. Um, if he falls, that would be great. I'm not sure what the testing is going to result, but he could be a top 15 pick. Yeah, somebody that most likely doesn't fall. But I also believe that within the you know within the war room that Snead and McVeigh have, if they like somebody, I I, I see them potentially trading up. Not yep. that this is exactly who that is, but getting exactly the kind of person. Because what we've seen prior is we're bringing on a lot of these guys that are hopefully going to make an impact immediately. And then sometimes you strike gold with the Puka Nakua. But when you're this high in the board, it, these guys are expected to come in yeah. right off the bat and, and like bring in results, which is just really exciting. They talked about, Les Snead was talking about too, trading up into the first round before they drafted Steve Avila last year in the second round. So mm -hmm. trading up is, it may not have happened over past years, just because like they, they like to hold on to some of their capital. And if they want to use it for a player in free agency, they have the option to do so, but definitely on the table for this year, especially if they see somebody that they really like. It also kind of like the, their, their philosophy of, of where they are and how they draft, I think could have changed based on last year and the performance that they had. Like maybe they're a little more put together than they had previously thought. So maybe like not going out and trading for, for the Brian Burns and just trusting in the actual draft process and like, you know, getting guys cheap could be what we're going to see this year. That's kind of where my thought process was. It was like, you know what? I don't, just because they're, they're built so well now from the inside out with some core players that they've drafted, like, are you going to go out and try and get a bunch of outside free agents or are you right. just going to kind of, going to try and draft a couple of high caliber players and then bring in some other supplemental talent in free agency without having to redo a bunch of deals. Whatever they decide, I'm going to back fully because they, they have made incredible decisions over the course of their run. So, you know, I'll be excited if it's Burns, but also I'll be really excited if, if we can just watch an actual draft and just see the guys that, that we're going to get and not worry yeah. about, uh Oh, like we just got a quarterback.
Like, why? Why did we do right. that? We're not drafting a J.J. McCarthy with the 19th pick. Like, why did that? God forbid. Why did that happen? Uh, why do they keep showing that? I don't know. <laughs> Zach Wilson to the Rams. Why? Yeah, I know. Stop. Make it stop. Make it stop. And then I'm also looking at guys like Chop Robinson because if if players like this fall into the second round, like the Rams have what is – I'm trying to think of what their draft pick is in the second round. I think it's – um, okay, so they have the 52nd pick in the second round. So, for example, if Chop Robinson drops to the 52nd pick, this is a guy that plays with insane energy. Like, he's one of those kind of players that had a little bit of a disappointing junior year. He only had four sacks, but insanely rare get off. From an athlete perspective, uh, just a freak of nature. I think he bench pressed 225 somewhere in the 40s. Um, just uh, clocked a 44740 this offseason, ran a quicker shuttle. 4.22 than Micah Parsons had an insane broad jump. He bench pressed 400 pounds in the offseason in the spring. So he's the kind of kid that like impressive bend can violently attack the outside shoulder, probably has the best bend amongst the three pass rushers that we're going to talk about today. He wins consistently with a bull rush, pure, pure strength, unbelievably strong player. I think he's going to test really, really well at the combine, which could shoot up his draft stock. But in terms of technicality, he's a little bit of a one-trick pony. In terms of pass rush moves, he can learn a few more inside counters. He can learn a little bit more of tactical stuff from Kobe Turner, from Aaron Donald, from Byron Young to be able to kind of develop um, what he, he brings to the table. But I feel like his versatility, being able to kind of create natural leverage and the volcanic first step. Like we talked about him being fast twitch, about it being explosive, but it's not just explosive. It is truly described as volcanic because when you watch him play football, he explodes off the line of scrimmage and he's a fun player to watch. It's just, it's may not be as consistent as you would like. Sometimes he's over pursuing. Sometimes he's not in the right spot, but typically because of his athleticism, he can fight his way back to the quarterback. I, I, I will say too, I feel like Penn state guys that get drafted are always really well coached. They're, they're really good on defense consistently. It's like whenever there's like a guy that's coming out of Penn state, it's always like, Oh wow. He's actually, it's actually really solid. Yeah. We would love our own Michael Parsons, somebody that you could right. line up, you know, at the top of your front, you know, somebody that can play a little bit of Mike linebacker, somebody that can line up at the nose tackle, somebody that can line up at the three tech, the five tech, at the edge rusher. That's what Michael Parsons does. And if you have somebody that's that versatile, I don't know if Chop Robinson is quite that player, but in terms of his testing for the combine, everything that you're going to see in the next month, two months, he will probably get some of those comparisons, especially because of the Penn State relationship. Yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to a Penn State great, Nick Scott. Yeah, there you go. Nick Scott is from Penn State. All right, the next one, a little bit closer to St. Louis in Missouri, Darius Robinson, edge rusher from Missouri. Um, a really impressive player, but I, I, what standed out to me the most at the Senior Bowl was just the absolute size, the massiveness, 6'5", 295, um, not extremely bendy, but has really, really good intangibles. He had 8.5 sacks, 14 tackles for a loss, an 83.0 PFF grade this past season. He's a really, really good run defender. And those are the kind of things, like you talked about positional versatility with Micah Parsons, can line up at the three-tech, can line up at the five-tech, can also be a really solid option at edge. But as a run stuffer, like if you're looking for the next kind of Aaron Donald, Kobe Turner, Byron Young, kind of morph of all of those players in one, 
This is the kind of guy that you'd want to go after because he can add to your defensive line, consistently pressure the passer in multiple different positions, which creates a matchup nightmare. Like I would love to just be able to add a little bit more violence, a little bit more intensity to the line of scrimmage um, and just be able to consistently rush the passer, which I think all Rams fans want. And this yeah. is the kind of kid who not only adds it as a pass rusher, but also adds it as a really solid run defender. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you can almost make a defense entirely around just having one good pass rusher and kind of, you know, make it to the NFC championship, like how the Lions <laughs> did. So I, and I, trust me, I think our defense is, 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 is better than theirs or like just on that level. Uh, so, so if you bring in somebody like this, on top of what we already have, you know, with Aaron Donald, I think it's, I think you have something that's, that's just fantastic. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to look at. Cause that, this might be a kid in Darius Robinson that might not go until the end of the second round or until the third round. It depends on how he tests. He may not be quite athletic enough, but I mean, he has the reach. He has the size, the intangibles to be able to go somewhere in the second round. Chop could be another guy that goes in the second round. Latu is probably going to go earlier on in the first and then a lot of the cornerbacks that we talked about could trend towards the end of the first round into the second round. Um, and there will be some other guys. We'll have a continuation of this episode and some more players that we'll talk about. But lastly, I wanted to feature Jackson Powers Johnson because I don't think he got a ton of attention leading into the senior bowl. But then once the senior bowl happened and he weighed in and everybody noticed that he was a 6'3", 335 pound senior center who can also play left guard and right guard. Like, I feel like the scheme versatility, the quick twitch ability, and just the fact that he left his quarterback nearly untouched in 2023 leads me to believe that this can be that Creed Humphrey um, vacancy that the Rams fans are trying to fill. Like, Rams fans have been talking about drafting Creed Humphrey over Tutu Atwell for three years. And this is the way, <laughs> if you want to go with your, your 19th overall pick and you want to stay put and just draft Jackson Powers Johnson, your offensive line is going to continuously go into the right direction. Um, and I, I just, you love the strong hands. You love the quickness. You love the explosiveness. His stance in pass pro is really strong. He has a massive base, extraordinarily powerful shoulders. He's a guy that you could lean on. Um, and I don't know if he's a lefty snapper. We know that Stafford likes uh, Coleman Shelton as a lefty. I think Steve Avila is also a lefty, um, but not obviously not a huge priority if the kid is one of the heaviest and strongest centers to ever come out of the combine, which is Jackson Powers Johnson. So I mean, I just from the name alone sounds like a center. Jackson Powers Johnson. It's like a like an action hero name almost. JPJ, you plug yeah. and play. Yeah, it's barrel chest. This <laughs> one's written here as a broad thing with a barrel chest. He's a beast. He's yeah. one of the biggest um, centers I've ever seen in my life. And to come out of Oregon, you know, you don't necessarily expect that kind of toughness up front, but every once in a while you find these, these gems, kids that stand out at the senior ball. And we know that the Rams have found players in Puka Nakua and Alaric Jackson and some other greats just hanging out at the senior ball. So I think, I think as like a fan base, if they were to draft a center with their 19th pick, I think people yeah. would be a little upset because it seemed it's, it, it, it's clear and obvious that the defense is what needs to be making improvements next year more than the offense. So I don't think that's the the shiniest toy in terms of uh, you know fan excitement, but at the same time, if they believe that's the best guy available, I I I, I don't have a problem with it. Sure, I'm in the same boat. Steve Avila was not high on our our big board in 2023 I was when we were them to take 
to take a freaking uh, like all throughout the the golf run. It was just like all right, just get get some more offensive line help, and they went purely um, purely skill, and that was driving me nuts. And then they finally do it after he leaves. Yeah, and they still haven't prioritized it the way that we would like because you don't have top picks. You know, you're looking for guys in the second and third round you could fill out your roster with, and some of these guys just, you know, they're not capable players. Logan Brusses of the world and, you know, the Warren McClendons and the Trayman Akrams who you found late in the draft. They just don't – they don't step up. They don't – they're not good enough to crack your starting five. So Yeah. So, yeah, there's – we're going to have a continuation of this episode. Obviously, a ton more draft talk. This is just the beginning. So the big board is going to continuously be developed. We'll probably have a parts two, three, four, and five of this episode – um, and then towards the end of the week, we're going to talk about the coaching updates. So Giff Smith, um, he's in the building. That's going to definitely help the defense. Chris Shula, there's a relationship there. I think they both both coached in San Diego in 2016. So the coaching ties and positional coaches and everything's going to kind of be wrangled together in the next week or so once Chris Shula kind of settles down and understands all of his responsibilities. So all TBD. But in the meantime, we got you guys covered on draft content. If you are enjoying the draft content, if you want more of this kind of stuff, you want more draft stuff, you want more coaching stuff, everything in between, make sure that you. Ram it. Ram it. Like, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do. Happy birthday, Matthew Stafford, uh, first of all. Second, real fast, Dean. I know I said that I didn't want to talk about the Super Bowl, but... What do you have? Like, do you have anything in line? Like, you're going to make any plays? I love Kansas City. Really? Kansas City as an underdog? How do you how do you bet against that? I was I, – I, it's just this Niners team, it feels really similar to us. 2018, we go with Jarrett and we lose. And then we get another quarterback. And then he's, he's good enough to, like, get us over the hump. It kind of feels like that's what's going to happen to me. Jimmy G, Brock Purdy on the exact same page go back and watch 2019 it looks like you're watching the same player if it, if it I, I, I mean he's just got a little like what killed the lions in that second half was i mean a lot of mistakes but then brock purdy like taken off with his legs so yep. yeah that could be the one thing that kind of elevates him over jimmy but i i agree i don't think it's that much of a difference. i can't i just can't bet against Mahomes. can't do it can't do it don't do it we will talk to you guys later this week we appreciate you as always Go Rams. Talk soon.